I do want to go see the Rockefeller tree. <gasps> oh, yes. Yeah. I've never done that. I've never seen like an actual tree lighting. Wait, has that not happened yet? Ha- has it? It probably has. I feel like it starts in November. It almost definitely has, and the- I miss it every year. <laughs> Damn it, I missed it. Um, I did just, like, I, I've never thought I wanted to see a dream get crushed right in front of my eyes, but I did just witness that happen just then. <laughs> well, I, I'm really happy I could, I could do that for you. <laughs> Uh, welcome to Disastrous. Yeah. And I'm Hannah. And I'm Amanda. Uh, and we are going to talk about some absolute Thanksgiving flops, some oh, Turkey girl. Day tumbles, some real uh, mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Some people straight mashed potatoes <laughs> it's gnarly um, oh my god but i absolutely love it um yes this is gonna be so much fun this is a thanksgiving day uh celebration of shit showery and absolutely i am so excited um do you want to go first do you want me to go first yeah i can go first okay so um here's the deal is i think that i'm just like gonna start doing sports stories exclusively uh <laughs> you know i did one last week turns out i'm doing one this week that's um, great we'll just turn this into a whole other sports podcast <laughs> welcome to disastrous with amanda and then sports disastrous with hannah <laughs> yeah, exactly. like what do you see out on the field there hannah <laughs> like well amanda <laughs> I got three broken bones and a concussion out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've seen that a lot this season. I've, uh, I'm assuming it has to do with the uh, helmet related. <laughs> no, I, I think I'm just evolving into a sports a sports gal. I like it. This last Super Bowl, I remember watching it and being like, oh, I, I get it. I was like, <laughs> I, I understand now. <laughs> Wait, like football or what? Like... Or what just people like, like about it, or just yeah, like yeah, uh, I was like, this okay. is pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm emotional over the teams, and with that being told, my new sporty persona, I'm not fully there yet. I'm not totally evolved, and I want to find out if I'm like an absolute dumbass or if this is like a common <laughs> knowledge gap. So right. when I say the big game, do you like what am I referring to? Uh- I think that you're referring to like the game of the week, like the, sure, maybe like the the two, like a championship game or whatever the game is like that is present and imminent. Yeah, so like it could be what any like. any game, any game. Yeah, apparently not. What I I also I was like it's any game or it's the Super Bowl, right? Because that's like the yeah. one. Yeah. A- Apparently, the big game or big game is a specific yearly game, a football game between uh, University of California, Berkeley and Stanford. What? That's, quote, the big game? Yeah. It's a college game? And here's the most embarrassing shit. 
My mother works in sports television and also went to Stanford. And I was like, do you know about this? And she was like, yes, you ate. Like, yeah, of course. All right. That is very inside football. That that is knowledge that, like, I feel (laughs) like if you asked a person, like, we'll do, okay, we'll do an edition of, like, Hannah and Amanda on the street. And we will ask people, what is the big game? And no one will know. Yeah, There's we might no have to. I, I might have to revive Twitter to, to, to find out. <laughs> so okay, so I mean, like, no, I do not think this is obvious knowledge, but but if you search the big game, this is the one that comes up. Shut the front door! Oh my god, maybe we're both idiots. I think we might just both be kind of silly little. <laughs> We're women. We don't know sports. You don't know my brain's so small and tiny. My boobs are pushing all the blood out of my brain. <laughs> if if you if you squeeze it in, if you squeeze my boobs into my chest, <laughs> and I get smarter. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. It's 1892, just one year after Stanford has opened its doors to students. Yeah, um, like the beginning of college, just exactly. as we know it. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So a football game was conceived of between UCAL and Stanford to be played on Thanksgiving Day. Nice. So the very first one was like super amateurish. Um, it started half an hour late because both team managers forgot to bring a ball. Mm. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um like, what are we missing they're like mm, why aren't they we playing have, we have men ready to ram their heads together what's the purpose of it though <laughs> steve you remembered your helmet right yeah i got it it's right here well then what the hell mascots <laughs> shoes <laughs> no Probably one not. of the team managers who or and one of the men who like organized the very first big game was Herbert Hoover. Yo, <laughs> stop it. So that's fun. Um, that's adorable. I they eventually get a ball, and the game is like super profitable. They are raking in money. Um, wow. They actually played at Recreation Park in San Francisco's industrial area because neither okay. school had a big enough stadium yet. Uh, Stanford won for a few years, and then Cal won for two years, and our story really starts on Thanksgiving Day in the year 1900. Okay. Oh my god, I'm so excited. This, uh, would end up being the last big game played in San Francisco, because the, you know, they finally had stadiums, so that now they just alternate. Um, and... It's also the last game to be played on Thanksgiving Day. So now they're kind of played, I think, earlier in the fall. Although some things said it was played in December's every now and again. All right. Okay. So it's Thursday, November 29th, 1900. Cal fans showed up to the stadium. They're wearing their absolutely savage hats that are displaying the score from last year's game, which was 30 to (laughs) 0. Oh, shit. That Brutal. Is savagery. Oh, yeah. my God. And they're the, like, you know, what would be hilarious is if we rubbed it in their stupid little fucking faces. <laughs> it's like, we don't even have to say anything. They just, like, owned themselves so bad last year. Uh, um, so. <laughs> we are not our mistakes. Just <laughs> <laughs> You can grow Stanford. 
<laughs> you can, yes, exactly, Stanford. You can you can get past this. It's just it'll take some time. So the crowds start funneling in at ten thirty, which is like four hours before kickoff. It's uh, quote the largest crowd in attendance for a sporting event west of the Mississippi. Which is one of those, like, <laughs> weirdly specific facts. Whenever somebody says something, like, west of the Mississippi, east of the Mississippi, and I'm like, this is old-timey shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's 2022. I'm actually not super sure where the Mississippi is. Uh, <laughs> I know you had to cross it to, like, make a home, but... I think, yeah, I think it was, like, an old-timey kind of marker but it is it was a really big crowd though 19,000 people were in the stadium oh my god yeah uh there were thousands more watching on the street uh and there's one group of about 500 people one of my sources said 500 to a thousand one of them said 400 I'm just going with 500 so a group of about 500 people were like you know what one dollar for a ticket that's a little steep for me 1900 it's probably like what seven hundred and fifty-two dollars? It's only thirty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe I overshot it a little bit. But also, um, like, people are, you know, not labor unioned up, and right, right. They're like, I make thirty-two dollars a week or something. They're like, I'm not gonna pay that. They're they say, let's find a view somewhere else because this is also the era of like you can just climb something and see shit. Yeah scaffolding all over the place it's all over uh, people are just like oh yeah there's no like safety measures you don't need exactly. a hard hat to enter anywhere they're just like hey what are you doing sonny and he's like i'm just gonna climb up 50 feet from the thing and they're like great it's like well well be careful <laughs> <laughs> be careful now don't fall because your mother will cry <laughs> but good thing she has three other sons <laughs> um so they ended up on top of the brand new glass blowing factory, which was right next to the stadium. And it had like a okay. perfect view of the field. The superintendent of the plant, James Davis, he had been warned that this might happen. And it's hard to kind of tell if he like didn't take it seriously enough or like maybe he trusted his employees too much because he like didn't really like beef up security the way he needed to. And okay. There were actual allegations that the security he hired were charging admission. Oh, shit. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Which he denied, but... <laughs> is it, is it, this is where I, like, try to, like, loosen my tie that I'm not wearing. I'm like, hey. <laughs> Oh, I'm sweating. <laughs> sweating. Get our PR firm on the line. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Davis, you are going to need someone on speed dial. Um, so the factory workers like tried to phone the police, but they were kind of like, oh, go talk to someone else. And then like, oh, go speak with someone else. And then they like tried to get into the stadium to get someone and they like were denied access. And then there were also only 60 officers assigned to the game. There were 40 inside the stadium and 20 outside. So it's like 60 officers uh, for what did you say? 19,000 people inside the stadium alone. Yeah. And then there's what? 500 on the roof of this. Exactly. Oh, dear Lord. Okay. It's also like I, I don't necessarily believe in like 
beefing up a police presence. I don't think that's really constructive always. But yeah, I, I also read that number and I'm like, well, that doesn't feel like enough. You're like, that feels a little wonky. Like, just <laughs> one just, side to another. Like, yeah. I and don't know I don't believe in, like, beefing is. up police presence either. But I I do believe that. I'm like, well, security should kind of. Especially with a sporting event with, like, yeah. close to 20,000 people. I just. It's the big game. It's the big game. <laughs> Come on, Hannah. You know what we're talking about. <laughs> I, I do know. So. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. There are several hundred people on the roof. Some people are starting to get a little uneasy, but as we've seen in the past, if you're in a crowd and you want to get out of the crowd, it's not always possible. Yeah, Um, it uh, sounds a lot easier than it is. Exactly. Yeah, in our experience. Research experience, yes. Um, There were people sitting on, like, the ventilator section, like, uh the ventilator section of the roof and it was corrugated iron that would allow heat to escape and it was only supported by wooden beams and again i'd like to take a pause and ask would your bum not get so toasty i i was just thinking that because what um what story did we cover it was uh fires i believe yeah like San Francisco, where they made houses of corrugated iron, and it was horrible. Like, it conducted so much heat. Yeah. That it, yeah, like, they were not fireproof by any means, and they got really, really hot. Yeah. So. Um, This is also San Francisco. They fucking love their corrugated iron. (laughs) That's their thing out there. Maybe they turn the San Francisco 49ers into the (laughs) corrugated iron. Ironers. Ironers. Iron men. <laughs> oh my god. Listen, I would root for that team. If it was the San Francisco Iron Men, I'd be like, that's pretty dope. That's objectively awesome. That's what the Washington football team should have done. <laughs> should have been the Iron Men or the whatever's in DC. <laughs> the Abraham the Lincoln. Swamp Men. Oh. <laughs> swamp Men is dope. Dude, right? That is so cool. Oh, we gotta actually, you know what? We should start a petition to rename all the NFL teams to just what you and I think they should be. (laughs) To an environmental factor, men. Yeah. It's not very gender inclusive, but (laughs) we'd be (laughs) neither is football, so. So unless you want to recruit me and Hannah to play. Which uh, And then we'll give you a pass. (laughs) I think I'd be pretty bad. (laughs) I <laughs> Me too. I'm like, I'm slow and lazy. <laughs> I could um, probably really knock someone down, but yeah. uh, I would get scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, I get real fast when I'm scared. <laughs> All right. Kickoff happens at 2.30. We're having a jolly time. We are loving life. We're watching the big game. Um, one of the men on the roof recalls all of us were laughing and jesting. And some of the fellows said, if this thing breaks, we'll all go down together. (laughs) LOL, LOL, LOL. 20 minutes later, that's just what happened. No, 20 minutes? 20 minutes later, that's what happened. The stadium noticed the crash. 
uh, people were pausing to look over to see what had happened, but they were just like assuming it was general factory noise and they returned to the game. Yeah, like doot, doot, you know, yeah, general factory noise. Yeah, I get it. Oh man, that sucks like 20 minutes later. I know. I'd be like, you Ugh. did that. You made that happen. <laughs> I know. That one guy who said that. Yeah. I'd be like, uh, it's fully his fault. Yeah. You manifested this. Anyway. Honestly. So the shit crashes in. The shit crashes in. Um, and the cheers from the fans and the ba- band drowned out like any noises that they may have heard nearby. Which is that, like, dystopian love parade effect oh, again. God. Like, ugh, people having fun while tragedy is happening, like, 300 feet away is so jarring. It's so jarring. And, like, you see it happen in, in movies. You see it be drowned out by, like, joy and celebration. And, like, the worst thing is happening. And you're just like... Um, all right. So here's what happened. Yes. The roof caved in. Mm-hmm. There were at least a hundred people that fell four stories to the factory floor. Four which stories. Is, yeah. Which is a fall that is easily high enough to kill or severely injure you. Plus there are people falling on top of you. Oh. Mm-hmm. God, that's devastating. Because even like a two-story fall is enough to, to really fuck you person. up. Yeah. Yeah, like it's uh that's what like one story is two Amandas, so four stories is eight, eight Amandas. Amandas. Yeah. Oh fuck. Sorry, um fuck. this one gets gnarly. <laughs> I feel like I yeah. should have mentioned that. No, no, no. Hey, hey listen. Uh that's what I'm here for. That's why they pay me the medium bucks. <laughs> so, 60 to 100 more people fell directly on top of the furnace that had been turned on a week ago. Oh, God. I hate to ask this. How hot was it? So it was there. Okay. It's 30 by 60 feet. And inside is 15 tons of molten glass. And that was kept at a temperature of 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit. (gasps) 3,000. thousand degrees Fahrenheit that that's like being inside of a volcano essentially right like it's so yeah and they didn't fall into that if they had they would have been like immediately immediate consumed gone vaporized whatever you want to fucking call it yeah um so as it was though the surface temperature of the furnace what they did fall on was still 500 degrees Fahrenheit okay yeah there were these, um, like, metal bars that were across the top of the furnace. Okay. And people who hit it on the way down, like, mm-hmm. kind of jarred that structure. And then some of the victims were, like, pinned underneath. Oh, God. These, like, metal bars pinned against this, like, furnace. Plus, like, they probably are going to have trouble moving anyway. Because... Yeah. They just, just fell. <laughs> fell a long way onto mm-hmm. metal bars. Oh, God. It just, it gets really worse for a second. Oh, God. Um, so some of the bodies had severed the fuel pipes. 
So victims were being sprayed with scalding hot oil and some were set on fire. You're kidding. This is a, a full nightmare. Yeah. Escape. Yeah. Holy so, shit. Charles Yachts and Clarence Jeter are two of the employees there that day. Jeter. They start, I know, right? Any relation? I know. Um, I was like, hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I was so, like, probably not. But, you know, you want to think that's why he went into baseball. He's like, well, football's cursed, clearly, for my family. <laughs> he's like, I'm baseball guy now. Yeah. They were using, like, they had been, like, you know, stoking the fire and whatnot. And they start using their, like, metal pieces, these pieces of metal to, like, poke and pull people off of the furnace trying as much as they could to like save people yeah oh my god it's like the worst backyard barbecue ever (laughs) i'm so sorry that's horrible i'm so sorry oh my god i i i'm we all know i'm already going to hell anything before the 1910s were like too comfortable (laughs) <laughs> Boy. All right. So they're um, picking people up with a spatula scenario. As much as they can. And but like still like probably not being very conscientious of like necks and backs. Like just get them yeah. off. I don't care. Just Yeah. Um it makes sense. Get their butt off the thing and the rest <laughs> will follow. Like Okay, so some people were able to kind of grab onto the rafters of the roof, keep from falling. Um uh, you want to hear the worst quote in the world? Yes. Yes, I do. So one witness remembers, quote, bodies were falling like hail. As I clung <gasps> there, I saw the poor fellow who had been chatting with me strike the furnace. He curled up like a worm in heat. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. That's awful. Something about this like kind of death is so horrific to me that is horrible like and i mean like just like the imagery of it just like hitting something hot and then your body just instinctually probably just like oh god oh it's like the guy who's like well if we fall we all go down together Mm, well it was cute when you said it, and, <laughs> and we didn't know it was true. Not so cute anymore. So the game continues on. You know, um, the show has to go on. Um, even <laughs> as the police were, like, calling through the stadiums, like, is anyone a doctor? Um, and But the info just, like, didn't make it to the field. Right. So... What happened? In total, 13 people were killed on the day of the disaster. Okay. Uh, Bodies were carted away to the morgue, to the hospital, and anything with wheels. The morgue filled up so fast that they were forced to open the new city morgue early. It was, like, still under construction. Oh, okay. It was, like, 13 bodies is... It's a lot. but... But it's not as much. Yeah, As it's I not like thought. hundreds. It's not like a train wreck where you it know. seemed like maybe their OG morgue was like pretty mm. close to capacity, and okay. they were like, 
we've got a day or two to build this new one. And then they were like, just kidding. Open it up now. Open it. Open it. Open it. And they're like, well, we don't have a door. And they're like, it's just. That's fine. Just put them in there. Mm-hmm. Put them in there. Do you so, have like refrigerator? Was there like refrigeration back then? Yeah, like put it on ice. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll do a deep dive into how they stored bodies <laughs> in the olden times. We'll, we'll get back to everybody on that. Tune in for our ice episode. <laughs> so the youngest victim was nine years old. Um, Lawrence Meal. And oh, Lawrence. In fact, most of the victims were children. Oh, God. Yeah, like 18 and younger. So, um, 13 people killed on the day. In the following days, nine more people died in the hospital. Mm. Uh, And then the final victim was 28-year-old Thomas Pedler. He went through spinal surgery, and he was paralyzed, and he had both legs amputated. And then he succumbed to his injuries three years after the incident. No way. He went through all of that for three years. Yeah. Just... And people kept being like, oh, he'll die any day now. And he like wouldn't. Uh, I mean, <laughs> kind of a baddie. Like, he, he's <laughs> <Kinda> like, cool. <laughs> the last thing I do kind of want to look at is the public reaction to the event, mm-hmm. which is like really weird. Because that night, there were, like, college kids celebrating up and down the main street. And at the same time that that was happening, there would be, like, newsboys on the corners, like, calling out death tolls and, like, injury updates. Oh, my God. Um, And then news coverage was really also very odd because, like, some papers put it on the front page and were like, this is a tragedy. And then others, like a lot of papers just didn't say anything. And the only thing about that day was like in the sports section, they talked about the game. Right. The score. Exactly. So on one hand, you have the San Francisco Chronicle referring to the event as the closest and most exciting game of football ever played by the 11s of the two California universities. I love your old-timey sportscaster voice. It just gives me so much joy. I love an excuse to do it. Yes. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, 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 do it again, do it again, do it again. Well... On the other hand, the San Francisco call was talking about the tragedy, and they called it perhaps the most horrifying accident that ever happened in San Francisco. So it's like, uh, two sides, one coin, you know? Yeah. Well, and I guess back in like 1900, because like you and I today both know the right thing to cover, and or you can cover both. But like the score was this and this, but it was overshadowed uh, overshadowed by yes, like this yeah. massive tragedy. Da da da. Like yeah. that's how it would be covered today. Yeah. But in 1900, they were like, we maybe uh, skip it. Nobody wants to hear about death. It's and like this Stanford yearbook was like the game was the most ecstatic moment of the year to lover of athletics, <laughs> which is like. It just, like, feels so, like, 
I get it, icky. but also I'm like tense all over. Yeah, it feels icky. Like I just and just like looking back on something like that, you're just like, why were they so kind of gross about it? Like you have to acknowledge that this horrible thing happened. Yeah. But, you know, 1900s, they're like, compartmentalize, compartmentalize, compartmentalize. Like, your wife left you? Okay, you still got to show up to work and pretend like she didn't. (laughs) And that's like, so a lot of my research came from this article that Sam Scott wrote for the Stanford Magazine. And he kind of hypothesizes that, quote, amid the commonplace disasters in the late 19th century life, even 23 dead at a sporting event might be a momentary shock, but soon felt like just another in a long string of deadly mishaps. And that's the thing is like, shit's exploding. Everyone's working in a mine that's collapsing. Yeah. It, it fucking, your best friend's son has laryngitis and now it, he's dead. You know, like. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> he, he died. Sorry, what did he die from? Uh, laryngitis. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it that's also a very good point. Like back then people were just dropping because yeah, the world existed and they existed in it. So they um they had made a jury to kind of like figure out who was to blame. Okay. But <laughs> they <laughs> the jury placed the blame on the dead. Oh. Quote, the deceased had no business being there. No one can be held responsible for their deaths other than themselves. Okay. Well, in back then, the, like, logic was very predominant in this. And, mm-hmm. like, no victim blaming. Obviously, we would never do that. But, you know, the laws now where, like, if a burglar is on top of your house, on top of your roof, mm-hmm. falls through a skylight and you know, cuts himself on a kitchen knife, he can still sue you. Yeah. That's the world that we live in now. Whereas, like, no one should be on this roof. How did you even get on this roof? You know, da-da-da-da. Like, these things do make sense. But... Yeah. yeah, And also, you know, if there really were security guards, like, charging an entrance fee, like... No, that's a completely different story. Or, like, if you Absolutely. want to talk about, like, the lack of, like, police being available, like... Absolutely. Yeah. It just seemed too hard to kind of, like, actually pin that, yeah. you know? As of now, as of now, you know, I think it's how it's going to stay. <laughs> but there are no... <laughs> Unless they start to go back into, like, the cold case files of... <laughs> right. <laughs> So there are no memorials to the tragedy except a cross at one boy's grave. Um, And the site of the disaster is now a UC San Francisco building. Oh, okay. Do you think they have a little plaque up? No, I don't think they do. (laughs) They're just like, "Eh, I'm not doing that. And you know what? At the end of the day, Stanford won. And... They scored, they won by scoring the first successful field goal in big game history, so. Oh, good for them. Yeah. Well, and Stanford lost the first time, right, to 
So they won like the first few, I think. And then okay. there was actually same the town of San Francisco, the city of San Francisco was like, whoever wins the next two in a row or like the next two out of three, I'll give you this big bronze statue. And that's when Cal really, like, brought their (laughs) A-game. They really wanted that statue. This big bronze statue. Yeah. Well, good for them. Wow. So that was kind of a lot. No, that was amazing. Um, That was craze balls. Well, what I have is short not as sweet as we would think but um but i did go through reddit uh to look up amazing first-hand account uh disaster stories which uh there are a plethora but some of them too i was looking up and it was like thanksgiving disaster da 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 um some of them were just like oh i we, we didn't get the oven like we couldn't figure out how to work the oven so it just like we didn't have turkey and i'm like well that's not a that's actually a gift that's not a disaster it's not so much a disaster turkey is gross turkey is gross and i not a fan of turkey so um there were a couple of them too that was like that were like um we dropped acid on on thanksgiving (laughs) And we were just, like, a little hungover for work. And I'm like, ah. you know, we all have different definitions of disaster. But I was looking for, like, the big one. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one that wasn't going to be too, too gruesome. But I did find one from A underscore H underscore 97. And uh, this was from two years ago, but... Uh, do you know the Reddit thread TIFU? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Time I fucked up. Time I fucked up. Yeah, exactly. So this is a TIFU from two years ago. Uh, Rune Thanksgiving. I'm going to paraphrase some, some stuff, but Rune Thanksgiving for 25 people. Uh, this happened three years ago, but I think it deserves to, be, to grace this thread because every holiday I never hear the end of it. <laughs> My family, <laughs> which we all know. Yes. I got drunk and like spilled pizza and pasta all over a delightful couple at an Italian restaurant. Oh. Yeah, listen. And I hear about it. This was like 15 years ago. I still hear about it. Yeah. I was like 20, <laughs> 21. My biggest um, like Thanksgiving trauma uh-huh. <laughs> is when I was in, I had to be in middle school and we had just gotten my dog and he was a puppy. And my parents were big on, like, it's your dog, you take care of the dog, but no one fucking listened to me when I told them how we were going to train the dog, okay? And now we have a little monster who bites, so. (laughs) But anyways, (laughs) anyways. I raised a gremlin because no one would listen to me. Literally. He humps when he needs to pee. Um, (laughs) What? That's how he lets us know he needs to go out. Oh, yeah. I'll talk about that. <laughs> so my either my uncle or my brother 
was playing tug of war with the dog. And I was like, you can't do that. You're going to make him aggressive. I was like, mm-hmm. I told you guys not to do that. And they're like, oh, whatever. It's just a little bit. And I think what I did was I screamed, you can ruin a dog in five minutes. And then I <laughs> ran upstairs crying. <laughs> A uh, thank you, thank you, take a bow, take a bow. Uh, <laughs> so that one's brought up a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, you were right about everything. I, I was you? absolutely right. Totally. And everyone can F right off, to be quite right. honest. Just you can bring it up every single year, but I'm going to stand by my words. So... My family was always having a ton of people over for Thanksgiving, and we sit around a huge table and eat, and then the younger folks retire upstairs to play raunchy card games and get drunk. Fun. Sounds like a blast. Sounds ideal. It sounds ideal. Ideal Thanksgiving. This particular year was my freshman year in college, and sangria was flowing, which <laughs> I'm like, sangria, huh? Yeah, that's a... That's a weird choice, but okay. I feel like it's a, yeah, and I, and I was like, maybe I'll ask Hannah, like, I don't know, like, my family, we never drink sangria, but we, we drink, like, the n- things we normally drink on holidays. Yeah. We drink, like, wine, maybe there's some hot toddies, maybe there's some eggnog, but Yeah. Not. I mean, my, uh, my uncle is super into wine, so he'll always, like. Okay bring fancy bottles and be like, now this is what this is. And I'm like, I don't care. I Um, I I was like, shh. Yeah, this is good. Oh, yeah, I get uh, notes of cranberry. Yeah, right? (laughs) Mm, Grapes. (laughs) Yeah. Is it supposed to taste like Welch's grape juice? Because that's exactly what it tastes like to me. I'm like, I wish this were Martinelli's. (laughs) Sparkling, (laughs) sparkling apple cider. So, A underscore H underscore 97, I believe a young lady. Uh, she said this particular year, I was freshman in college, we went upstairs to play What Do You Meme? Which, if okay. you know that game, I've always wanted to play it and never have. So, uh, partway through our fun, my mom brought up a box of caramels, and I couldn't resist. My sister was reading a card right as I took a bite. And I inhaled to laugh and instantly sucked the caramel into my lung. <gasps> oh, no. Uh, immediately, I know things are not well. I cannot take a breath, and when I try, a sharp whistle occurs in my chest. Uh, because I was the youngest of the group, I instantly felt the need to shout, quote, This is not because I'm drunk. <laughs> Anytime, like, the slightest thing happens, you're just like, I have the hiccups, or I, like, I don't feel well, or I've got a headache. It's not because I'm drunk. I was at a family, (laughs) I was at a family wedding, and I was wasted. It was my first time wasted with my mom, and I remember I was in the car being like, I love you so much. I really (laughs) appreciate you. I'm not saying this because I'm drunk. (laughs) And she's like, like, okay, (laughs) Hannah. She was like, go to sleep, honey. <laughs> well, in my experience, um, doesn't matter if you're drunk or not. Actually, they prefer it when you're drunk. If you tell your mom, I love you and I really appreciate you when you're drunk, it means a lot more to them. I know. <laughs> because if you're sober, they're like, okay. What do you want? <laughs> like super suspicious. 
she gets a sharp whistle in her chest and is, she's, quote, not, not drunk. And then I proceeded to projectile vomit on the table <gasps> into everyone's oh. drinks, onto everyone's <gasps> cards, dark red chunky sangria. Oh, my God. Oh, God. If I were, like, your older cousin and playing cards with you and you just projectile vomited, I'd be like, oh, God. I'd be like, I gotta go to bed. It's just, like, run away. Like, no, like, you need to go to bed. You're the lame cousin now. We're all gonna... We're gonna go like, to a different room while you clean this up. We're gonna go to a bar while you fix this. <laughs> uh, handle it, whatever you do. Ugh. So, it gets worse. Uh... She says, but the fun doesn't stop there. Between every wheezing breath, my body betrays me, and my Thanksgiving meal is puddled in my lap. Oh, my God. Oh, can't even imagine. Probably because it was not completely true, I used every ounce of air I could gather to repeat, quote, it's not because I'm drunk. <laughs> So this girl is like, it's all that matters. Ugh. Is that because I'm like, oh. oh my gosh. I can't. I can't. That's phenomenal. So uh, she says, I am sobbing, can't breathe, and certainly can't stop. Ugh. An EMT friend calls 911 immediately, and my sister runs to my room to get me a change of clothes. Because I was, in fact, kind of drunk and also (laughs) unable to get up and excuse myself, I proceeded to take off my vomit-filled skirt and top right there in the living room to change my clothes. There's no vulnerability quite like public sporting a thong in front of your 25 closest family and friends while uncontrollably puking. This is a nightmare. My God. This, this is, is a like, nightmare. I've had this nightmare. I was going to say, I think I may have had this nightmare where I have to, like, take my clothes off in front of people I do not want to. Like, vomiting? Oh, my God. Ugh. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. So, finally, the paramedics come and whisk me away to the hospital for six hours in the emergency room and... Do you want to guess what her medical expenses were? Oh, like, I think an ambulance is like several thousand on its own. Yeah. It's got to be like 12000 15000 $51,000. Jesus Christ. Are you kidding In medical me? charges. That's dot, a year dot, dot. of expensive college. Expensive college. Like, I, well, and dot, dot, dot. All for a damn carol. Girl. Whoa. Whoa. That sucks. That sucks. And for a caramel? I know. Like, that's not even the yummiest. Mm mm. Mm mm. Okay, what would. This is gonna be a dumb question. If you're, if you're gonna have like a Thanksgiving treat that would maybe make you barf a lot. Yeah. In front of your friends and family, what would it be? It has to be kind of Thanksgiving-y. No, it could be anything. Yeah. Um, I've been really jiving on Heath bars lately. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 
And I could see those getting stuck right in your throat. Mm-hmm. I love a Heath bar. Oh. Oh, they're so good. I know. And then they get stuck in your teeth, and you can kind of, like, <gasps> lick them out. You have a little snack. <laughs> you have a little snack. I'm like, they're like, any dentist that's listening would be like, oh, my God. Please don't eat those. I'm like, yeah, nice. <laughs> You know, but I just tongue my back teeth, and it's still really tasty. And so. I clean them. What are you and talking about? This is how I do it. What would you choke on? It would be, um, I really like red velvet. Mm. I love a red velvet anything. Cupcake, yeah. cookie, cake, whatever it is. So I think that might be the, might yeah. be the move. Uh, less hazardous for choking, but... Yeah, unless you like... You know when you have like super dense something and like it cakes on the top of your mouth? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that was uh my very short, but That was so good. That was that is this might be our grossest episode. I know. <laughs> God, people falling into like molten lava between glass. bodies curling in the heat and mm. also like the worst time to vomit or to like start vomiting must be Thanksgiving after Thanksgiving. It's gotta be. You've just eaten so much. It's gotta it's be. Like, oh. Do you have? But like, do you have a favorite Thanksgiving food? Because I know I do, and I just talked about it today. Mm, I know that this is controversial, but I really like the sweet potatoes. Okay. And we do like candied pecans on top. Ooh, or like, yes. I used to be into the marshmallow side. Now it's too sweet for me. I've grown. As an adult woman, I do not like the candied marshmallows anymore. Now, yeah. now I like the nut side. Yes. Love it. Because it's like a little bit dry. Like you get those like tannins from the, oof. You get that Heath bar, that Heath bar uh, yeah. staying power in the back of your teeth. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, I'm into it. I love, I like love a sweet potato. I've always loved sweet potatoes since I was a little kid. Mine is canned cranberry sauce. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No. And I was going to say. yucked your yum so No, 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 hard. no, no, no. Because I was like, let me see what her reaction is going to be. Because that's <laughs> most people's reaction is like, what? Um, the canned cranberry sauce that you like, it, you dump it out of the can and it's like a, like a, it comes out all together. Sound, and you see like the ripples from where the can is. Oh, I will dive into that. Just let's go mashed potatoes and cranberry sauce. This Ooh. is Thanksgiving. I it's know. like a 1960s cookbook, I feel like. Seriously. <laughs> I think I actually have one of those. So we can look into that. But. I absolutely love that shit. And most people are like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I, I don't know. My therapist and I are trying to figure it out. <laughs> I'm specifically working on the cranberry issue with her. I'm like, literally every week working on this cranberry issue. I don't That's know what to so tell funny. you. This was super fun. Yes, it was. I love the holidays. It's so much fun, and you are so much fun, and I just, you're delightful. But uh, do you want to tell everybody where they can email us their dark, yes. dirty secrets? Yes, I want to know if your Thanksgiving goes well or bad. 
hopefully for comedy reasons bad but hopefully for you good um so you can go ahead and email us at disastrouspod at gmail.com we're on Instagram at DisastrousPod. We're on Twitter at DisastrousLeePod. Um, kind of a little... We're a little... We've been silent on there lately. Um, well, well at, and you know, if you're alive in the world, you know why. Exactly. Um, well, yes, this has been so much fun. Um, yeah. This has been disastrous. And I'm Amanda. And I'm Hannah. And um, we love you. And respect you. And we're thankful for you. <gasps> we're especially thankful for you. So uh, get at us. Um, email us. Text us. You know, send a carrier pigeon. You know, do the thing. Oh, and- rate, review, and subscribe. Send it to your pals. Yeah, do that. Send it, show it to your great Aunt Carol at Thanksgiving dinner. She's going to love all the swear words. I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um, we'll catch you on the flippy floppy. Bye. Bye.